This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. Uh, we are handicapping games against the spread today. This is, we is me, Chris Liss, and uh, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. Uh, and Dalton, you know, we have a, this is a different this is a different deal this year. You know, we're not playing this year because we entered into the uh, LVS whatever it used to be the Las Vegas Hilton. I don't know what it's called now. The LVS Superbook Westgate. Huh? Westgate. So, what is it? The LVS Westgate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's called Westgate, but it's super contest is what it is. We're in the super contest, and you just sent me an email. First prize is more than nine hundred grand. So we were four and one last week. You, you pick five games a week against the spread. We went four and one. I don't know why we took the Colts. That was a sucker bet if there ever was one. Ugh. They were disgusting. But anyway, so we took them, but we won our other four. We're four and one. There are obviously lots of five and zero oh teams. There's a lot of teams in the contest. How many teams are in there? Do we know? I think it's around 1,800. I, I'm not positive, but four and one's very good. That's, that's, if we do that every week, I, I, we will be in the money. It's a very tiered payout. I mean, it's not just the overall winner. I mean, there's, it goes far, I believe, as far as the payouts. Oh, yeah. If we're 80%, we won't just be in the money. We will win the 900 grand. I guarantee you that. Well, that for sure, yes. Okay. So, uh, so we, need to, we need to keep this up. Now, you know, we're competing against each other for a much smaller amount of money in staff picks. And honestly, I really don't care about that compared to uh, winning this uh, big Superbook contest. And I believe we can do it. I really do believe we can do it. So um, let's, let's just, without further ado, go and, and go down the slate. And Hold on, hold on, hold on. A couple things. First, me and Mark Stoper are going $20 per game this year, which is pretty, you know, I mean, that's not insignificant. Well, let's say worst case scenario is, you know, he goes like 140 and 100 or whatever it is. And well, it'd be like, you know, one, 140 and 110, you know, or something in five, six pushes. So he's plus 30 and you're minus 30. So what? I mean, you're 30 games out. Is that how it's going to be? Or would it be 60 games? You'd be 30 games out, right? You'd be 30 games behind if you were 110 and 140 and he were 140 and 110. So 30 times 20, 600 bucks, right? Yeah, I mean, eh, sure. I think, I think also, yeah. I guess, I guess that's what it would be. But that's still not, that's not insignificant. Twenty dollars per game. I mean, no. But I'm saying that's like worst case scenario. You lose six hundred, and most likely, since Stope is horrible, uh, you probably <laughs> win, you know, a couple hundred. But it's not you know, usually. It's like within ten games, right? It's not that. I mean, two hundred bucks is, you know, it's legit, but it's not crazy. Also, before we get into the against the spread, uh, can we talk about Carlos Hyde for a second and how no, how much he is no. a god? 
Uh, I, don't, I was totally wrong about him. He looked, uh, he looked like Le'Veon Bell. I thought Monte Ball was the comparison because he was this sort of second-year guy who was overhyped as a rookie, and then he didn't beat out the veteran for the job at any point during the season, and then he just inherited the job. You know, he didn't really win it, um, but that's where the comparison ends. Now, and, and they're both Big Ten backs, but second-round picks, but now it's Le'Veon Bell is the right comp. This is second-year Le'Veon Bell. This is the dude who has got the job to himself, and, I mean, Bell had his rookie year too, but... And is just, I mean, he looked awesome. He, I mean, I have to say, there's nothing, there's nothing I could say. I'm not going to, like, spin it. I was just wrong. I got a lot of things. I'm going to get a lot of things wrong. But I had, um, I had him higher than most in the industry, both entering the year and for my week one rankings. And I actually started questioning myself that I was being far too much of a homer as a Niners guy. But I was at the game last night, so that was basically the sickest thing ever, just watching that in person, what happened. It's only one week. It's only, you know, obviously no, no, small he's sample. he's a badass, though. He's 220 but, pounds, and he moves well, and he breaks tackles, and he has – good feet and he's pretty shifty he's good he's good he's legitimate that spin move was right where he dove into the corner end zone is right where i was sitting too so i mean that was really probably going to be the highlight of my football season to be honest but still I, I, that's why i have to that's why i have to point it out when i when i can all right let's not waste any time on your particular personal team and your the guys you have and all that other selfish stuff that you want to talk about let's talk about these games okay fair enough fair enough thursday night we got kc uh, going into Denver, uh, the line is three that I have. And, you know, Peyton Manning just looked disgusting. I mean, it was, it was just like, dude, I know that a quarterback who's a pocket passer doesn't need to be mobile, but there is a floor of mobility that every NFL player needs to have. And I'm not sure that he's – he might be beneath that floor looking at him move in that game. So when I go over my win-loss projections before the season, I go over every team's schedule – and uh, I know that's kind of, you know, crazy. Things change later in the year and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I look at the schedule. And if I project uh, the, the Chiefs to win this game, here's what I've been doing. You tell me if I'm crazy, Liz. Um, if, if the spread is three points or less, I simply just go with that team that I projected to win before the season started. And now one crazy little curveball here is this. Uh, the extra points are apparently going to be a little bit more exciting than, than in general, than, than in the past. But I projected the Chiefs to win this game. Before the season, and now it's a three-point spread. Peyton Manning might be done, so I'm leaning toward the Chiefs. All right, I had circled Denver, but I will go KC if you feel strongly about it. That doesn't sound very strong, just that you have no. said that before. And I don't. This is the Stopa argument. This is a very bad argument because if you think the Chiefs are going to win the game, do you think there's a hundred percent chance the Chiefs are going to win the game? What percent chance do you think that the Chiefs are going to win the game? Oh, like right, fifty-eight uh, percent. Okay. So there's a 58% chance that the Chiefs, according to you, win the game and a 42% chance that Denver wins the game, right? Right. But then what are the chance that Denver either loses, loses by, by two. three, two, right. or one, right? I mean, it's got to be, you know, you only got 8% to, to get back to even now, right? So the idea that, like, the team that wins, that's the end of the, the discussion when there's a small line. If the team that wins is only likely to win by a small percentage, of course the points matter, right? I mean, that's just... And this line opened, apparently, at Denver minus one and a half. Interesting. So it, it actually went up. It, we'll look, we're looking at the same thing, the Vegas Insider, right? So look, no, look, I'm look. just looking at this, this, this site I have that's much faster and easier and, and more just to, as the general lines. We'll get down to the, you know, if it moves half a point. When I write beating the book, I average a bunch of lines. But I'm just looking at the uh, this site called footballlocks.com. All right, well, Vegas Insider says that Denver opened at one and a half. That might have been three months ago. I'm not okay. positive about that, but either way, well, that's a crazy It's weird that the line went, yeah, oh, I see, because Denver's the underdog. Right, it went up because Denver looked like crap and Casey. 
look great, right? right? No one over eight one week, but right. obviously Kansas here's, City. Here's here's why I like Denver. Um, their D is really good. Really good. Yeah. Really good. And their corners are really good. I think Alex Smith's going to get eaten alive. And uh, I don't know. Peyton might be Thursday done. night home team, though. I mean, that, doesn't that really matter when you're a home team maybe. on that short week? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If you want KC, I'll take it. I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not big on this one. I would have probably taken Denver, but I, I, would, I would take KC if you want. Oh, no, we're definitely avoiding this. Yeah, we're avoiding this. I mean, so we'll just take different teams in our spread. Okay, whatever. We disagree on that. Um, Let's go to the next one. Um, Ones that are that we like, because that's the only ones that are bettable anyway. I mean, you know, so many of these are just 50-50. But that that logic that you think they're going to win and it's a small line, that's not a good good logic. Um, So, uh, because you've got to add the the chance that you're wrong plus the spread. Totally agree. I understand. All right. Second game, we got Houston plus three and a half at Carolina. Who do you like in that one? I, I know who I like. Uh, well, I thought it was just three points, and I was going with my same exact logic with Carolina. So I only have about Well, it might two. be – sorry, it might be three. This is just the lines that I'm looking at as of Tuesday at 2 p.m. on this one particular site. I will have specific lines for the beating the book, which may not be exactly these lines. And then, of course, the v- Las Vegas, whatever the competition we're in, we're going to have to look at that too. Right. Well, I, I only have two to th- maybe 2.5 teams that I'm – Kind of looking at for the super contest, so hopefully okay, you so have. You want to skip that one? I, I like I like Houston a little bit, but not enough to put him in the super contest. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I like Carolina just a little at three, but three and a half that might actually change. It. So okay. it's that's definitely a fifty fifty one for me. Okay. All right. Next, we, so we won't get deep into it. Tampa uh, is ten plus ten and a half at New Orleans. Who do you like in that one? Uh, I think the, the Saints are going to be my survivor pick this week. I think they are going to bounce back. Um, but I hate taking it, you know, going against a team that just looks so bad. So everyone's going to be against Tampa Bay after their week one just total blowout. So leaning toward laying the points here, but I don't love it against the spread. Yeah, I'm laying the wood too. I don't know if this is a super contest one, but man, I don't know if those Tampa's ready for the season. And, and going to New Orleans is always tough. Maybe I'm wrong. It's, it's a lot of points for a New Orleans team that did not play well, but playing in Arizona is also very tough. So I think they right. bounce back and roll. I think this one gets out of hand. Um, although, I don't know, they're division rivals. It's not, it's not crazy to take Tampa, but I'll take New Orleans. I don't want it as one of my five, though. Um, we got uh, San Francisco plus five and a half at Pittsburgh. What do you got there? I originally leaned toward my Niners, but then I, the more I thought about it, even without Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant, Pittsburgh, this is just a kind of a – kind of a joke for the Niners having to travel across the country after playing a Monday night game when Pittsburgh is coming off a Thursday night game. So I think the Steelers actually uh, cover the spread here. Interesting. The travels, what does it for you? Because I think you take San Francisco. I mean, Pittsburgh's getting credit for being something. They were in that game. They were totally in that. They game. were in that game, but their D looked terrible again. Um, and, you know, they'll make some plays, but San Francisco's D looked good. Right? I know that the offense they were playing, they were supposed to be good at Adrian Peterson's back and Teddy Bridgewater's second year and they, Charles Johnson and Mike Wallace, you know, Kyle Rudolph's back. It was supposed to be a decent offense, and they killed them. And I have to say, you know, Pittsburgh will move the ball, but I think San Francisco and Carlos Hyde are going to move the ball on Pittsburgh, no problem. Well, I like it. I hope you're right. I like, I like we won't, it. We won't make that the thing, but whatever. I'm not wet at any of these. This is just my first take, okay? Then we got um, Detroit uh, plus three at Minnesota. This might be one of mine, but go ahead. What do you, who do you like there? Oh, interesting, because I don't have a feel of, at all for this. This is one of those same things. Two even teams with the, you know, the home team, the three-point spread, so it's just like I will default to the home team. I think Detroit's better, man. Detroit had a better year last year. They were killing San Diego, and they fell apart. 
But Minnesota's just this team that's really trendy. Everyone likes them, theoretically. Um, you but don't, you're a Bridgewater hater. I, I mean, I don't hate him. I just think, like, what's, what has he done? I mean, why are people getting so excited about this guy? I don't know. It was a pretty impressive rookie year when you look at the, the extra stats. There, there, there are some things that point to him being, he's, he's you know. Okay. I'm not saying that he's not um, Blake Bortles or Derek Carr where he's dead on arrival, but <laughs> I, just, I just don't, I don't think that he's, you know, also poised for stardom. I think, you know, maybe he'll end up being okay, but Detroit is, they were good last year. They're only getting. You're also years. a Stafford hater, so that's interesting. I hate Stafford, yeah, but Detroit was good last year despite Stafford. Yeah, and, and they lost. Uh, okay, so we'll, whatever. Let's move on. We got uh, Arizona. Uh, at Chicago, Arizona is favored on the road by two and a half. You have a feel for this game? Yes. I actually like the Bears. I, I'm actually going to fight for this being one of our picks. All right. I'm not going to fight you on it. I want to look what I circled when I looked at it. I kind of circled Arizona. You and I disagree on everything. But go ahead. Give me your case for the Bears. I don't know. This, they, they actually kind of – I mean, I, I packed the Packers in Survivor last week, and believe me, I was sweating it till the very end. They looked competent. I mean, Matt Forte looked great. Uh, Arizona traveling across the country. I mean, after they, they looked really good, right, against the Saints. So kind of a contrarian pick. Uh, I, I would love it if it was three points. But the, I'll take the home team here. All right. I'll buy it. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I wasn't strong in Arizona. Okay, fine. I'll take, we'll take Chicago. That's one of our five. Lock it in. Uh, next one, we got Tennessee at Cleveland as a pick em. Who do you like in that? Uh, I don't feel strongly about this one, unfortunately. Uh, Tennessee's obviously coming off a dominant performance. What did Mariota had four touchdown passes at halftime? They were up 35-7 or something on the road. Pretty pretty crazy. Cleveland coming off a tough game on the on the road against the Jets. So I would probably default actually and again go contrarian. Cleveland opened as three and a half point favorites. Now, as you said, it's a pick'em. So I would just go the Browns as as the home team here. Probably probably way against the public, I would guess. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the public sucker side and take Tennessee. I, I just think, what if, you know, Tampa may be terrible, but what if Tennessee is just actually decent? And Cleveland, I mean, who's playing quarterback for them this week? That was my main, my main bet in Las Vegas. I, I bet heavily on the Browns under six and a half wins. So I, I hope you're right. I, I mean, you know, look, I, I don't, I think sometimes, you, you know, one can get clever and say, well, look, everyone's going to be on Tennessee. You know, they think they're, people are like have hope for them and Cleveland's a pathetic, hopeless franchise. So they're going to tough it out. And that does happen a lot in the NFL. But I mean, I don't know who's going to win this game. I, I think Tennessee's going to win it. I think yeah, I wouldn't fight you. I wouldn't fight you on yeah. this one. Either. All right. Uh, again, we can consider it for the five if we're stuck, but I would take Tennessee. This podcast is brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one week fantasy sports. Week one's in the books. How'd your team do? Did you win money? Um, I actually did win a little bit of money in FanDuel. I think I was a net loser by about five or ten bucks. I can't remember because I had baseball going and stuff. I had one contest where I had uh, Mariota and uh, Kendall Wright, and I Jets D, Austin Safari, and Jenkins, where I thought for a moment I might have a chance for some real money, but uh, Des Bryant got hurt and kind of killed that. Uh, but I still made 40 bucks. Uh, if you uh, are interested in doing a FanDuel one-week contest, you can go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. You can use my code LISS, L-I-S-S, LISS, and sign up now. Special offer for new users. Every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks. It gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 bucks. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code LISS today. Don't forget to use my code LISS. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. Next one, you got San Diego plus three and a half at Cincinnati. Who do you like there? 
Yeah, I wish this was three points. So, I, again, th- that's a tough one for me. I probably will just probably take the points. God, you and I just cannot agree on anything. I like Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's good. I mean, I, I think, you know, with those weapons back, with A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert healthy uh, and Gio and Jeremy Hill and the good offensive line and the defense is good, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be tough at home. They're going to win this by, you know, seven or ten. I, I, again, I wouldn't fight you on that one. All right. You got St. Louis minus three and a half at Washington. Who do you like there? Definitely going ugly here. I mean, the Rams' defense might be terrifying. There's no question about that. I think they're, they're the real deal. I think they might be the top two or three fantasy defense this year. But I'm going to take Washington. And, and I mean, who, would, who would in the world would back this ugly home dog? I circle Washington, too. I, I, you know, they weren't that bad. Their run D is actually not bad last year. At least it was good. Their passing D is terrible. But if St. Louis doesn't, you know, I don't really trust their passing game. Foles had a decent game last week, but I don't know if, you know, this is something you can count on. And I think, you know, St. Louis can be beat in the passing game. I think they can maybe throw downfield on them. So I believe Washington entered the fourth quarter with a lead against the Dolphins last week. Yeah. I mean, they're crap. Don't get me wrong. Um, and they're just like horrible franchise that's rotten from the top. But I, I think I would take them plus three and a half at home. I think that's okay. So we're, that might be one of them. I mean, God, that's going to be horrible rooting for that. Um, okay. Then we got Atlanta plus two at the Giants. What were your thoughts on this? Okay. This is actually one that I actually did circle. So I, I want your thoughts on this. Okay. So Giants coming off an obvious just total disaster. But I mean, Atlanta. It's, such, it's a beyond. I don't know if you read what I wrote about it. It's more of a disaster than. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, wor- it's one of the worst things that's ever happened in a long yeah, time. Yeah, five people in my 27-person survivor pool had Dallas, so it was very fresh. Piece I wasn't of one of them. Yeah, so. that's a piece of shit. Yeah, it was very fresh. Those people don't deserve it. They don't deserve. They don't deserve to be in that pool anymore. I just don't understand. I, I really was... think that Tom Coughlin had a Dallas survivor injury in a big money pool because <laughs> he could not. There's just no way he's that stupid. There's just no way he's that stupid. I, I, insane, insane. He was, was really Jennings was instructed not to score, and then Manning. But, but then, I hate that, though, the Jennings thing, because that really obscures what the stupidity that it, to this day, Tom Coughlin has no idea. He, it's, it has not even occurred to him that kicking the field goal was the stupidest thing to do. Forget about the bad call on third down. Well, and Eli, how about a rollout? Just, just lay down. No, dude. no, no. I don't actually think that was the right move to lay down because then you lay down on the seven and, you, and what do you do then? Then you got to kick a field goal. Oh, good point. So you're fourth saying it's just obviously the, just gone for it on fourth and of one. Of course, of course you go for it. You have 50% chance at least of scoring and it's game over. It's over when you score, right? And if you don't, they get it at the one. And and, and that means Dallas is way less likely to try to They're going to play for the field goal. Yeah. Worst case, you go into overtime and it's 50-50. And without Des Bryant, the one instead of kicking off, and they started the twenty-eight without Des Bryant. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, uh, anyway, okay, let's move on. People, we got to get to this, these these picks. All right, so Atlanta uh, is okay. So who do you like the Giants? I, I'm, I think that you. You like know, the you, you already got that from. I didn't even say it, but yes, yeah, <laughs> the because, Falcons. Well, I like the Falcons. Hey, I, have the, I only made one Super Bowl uh, prop before the season. It was the Falcons at forty to one. I like Vic Beasley. I think their their defensive line is going to create more pass rush this season. And I mean, obviously Julio Jones, I think is going to be a monster and they look pretty good Monday night. I, I, I think the Falcons have a chance to, to make the playoffs at, and at 40 to one, they were by far the biggest team that stood out to me as far as Super Bowl props, but traveling after a short week and the giants on, on you know, outdoors. Yes. Less than a field goal. 
I like the Giants as one of our super context picks. Okay, okay. sure. I'll, I'll do it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's so dispiriting to lose like that. And really, they got lucky. I mean, they got these fluky plays to get them in that position um, to win uh, in the first place. But I, I do think that, you know, Beckham will get go off against this Atlanta secondary, and they'll, they'll, they'll open some things up. I, I, I'll take the Giants. I, I'm, I'm with that, too. Okay, we got uh, Baltimore laying seven at the Raiders. How about that one? Well, I give you props for last week because you're the one that said to go Bengals at uh, at Oakland, and I was kind of on the fence, and it was a clear, clearly the right choice. And now the spread is not three and a half; it's seven. But I kind of leaning toward the same thing. I mean, this Raiders team is just terrible, and the Ravens nearly won in Denver. So ah, I know it seems like a sucker deal laying that many points on the road, but I'm going to go with, with with Baltimore. Yeah, I will too. Although Baltimore really does not have uh, very much on offense to put up points. I mean, no really, receivers. No receiver. I mean, Steve Smith. I mean, come on, the people drafting Steve Smith—that's just laughable at this point. Um, he's the only guy there. Yes, and he's. Well, not I was good. with you on that. I was with you on that. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. How about uh, we got uh, Miami laying six and a half at Jacksonville? Which side are you on that? Uh, man, again, Miami. I think was losing entering the fourth quarter against Washington. So. Blake Bortles preseason didn't exactly translate <laughs> in the last week, uh, but I'm still going to go ugly here and take the home dog. I'm with you. I don't know why. I, Jacksonville, I mean, their offense sucks. I mean, it just sucks. But, Yeldon actually had some shifty moves. He didn't look so bad. Yeah, well, it's not really Yeldon. I mean, the running back is never, you know, I just mean like their passing game is just terrible. I mean, Bortles is just bad. He just makes stupid mistakes. Yeah. And Miami, you know, just like Carolina, they're a tough defense. But I'm also going to take Jacksonville just because I think this will be an ugly game and hopefully it will stay close. Uh, how about, this is the one that gave me the most trouble of all of them, actually, is Dallas plus five and a half at Philly. Wow, really? This is my, probably my best bet of the week. Hilarious. So you like Dallas, I take it? <laughs> Very well. Yes, I do. I mean, Des Bryant, is easy worth two and a half points? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this kind of situation. I mean, Philly's front seven's pretty good. Dallas will run it okay. They'll dink and dunk like they did against the Giants, but their D kind of sucks. I mean, they're really going to keep up with Philly. And a 55 over-under means that the points mean less. Yeah. I, I, I admit that for sure, but these are division rivals. It should be a three-point spread and, I don't know, five and a half points. I think Dallas could easily win outright. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely even – if, if, even if Philly dominates and it's a backdoor cover. I mean, again, the Eagles played on Monday night. So I think I think how much Cowboys data do you have on that Monday night point? You keep hammering on the short week. Is that a legit thing? Maybe it's anecdotal. I don't know. I, I do think it matters. Okay, I mean we got to look look into that because I'm not sure that we should be basing these decisions unless we can see that there's you know a real drop off based on the play. Well, it can't help. I mean they were on the road, you know. Yeah, recently. but I mean the lines should that should be baked into the lines, right? Because there's got to be sharps who are studying all that stuff, and if like they would just hammer it, right? I guess maybe the, sure. the, there's enough volume with NFL that they don't care. It's just they set the line where they set the line. Um, you know, I, I, and my initial thought was Dallas, and I'll, I'll, you know, I don't know. We'll see what I do in the write-up. But I, I didn't. I thought like, man, this, you know, Philly, they wear you out. They're at home. You know, it, it, Romo's a very good quarterback, but he's not magic. And these other guys, Terrence Williams is kind of a one-dimensional straight-ahead guy, and Cole Beasley is a little, you know, possession receiver. What are they going to do? You know, who are they going to go to? Philly should just take it to them. Although, you know, Sam Bradford might suck. We don't even know. Yeah, I, I think I think the 
Cowboys have a chance of actually winning this game outright, personally. Of course they have a chance. It's five and a half point spread. It's not, you know, 14. Um, all right. But, but, I mean, you would never, like, in, in, any, in any case, you would never consider Philly in Survivor, correct? Uh, not this week, I wouldn't. But, like, if it were last week, it wouldn't be that. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't. Okay. Uh, let's go with um, – I kind of like Philly there. But let's go uh, Seattle and mm. Green Bay. The line is three, Green Bay's favored by three and a half at home. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I don't have any thoughts. This is one of those 50-50s. You can talk me into one way or the other. I like Green Bay. I just think, don't think Seattle's as good as they were. And I know Stopa kind of said this about their D. They're missing a couple safeties. Earl Thomas is playing, but he's, bang, he's banged up. And Cam Chancellor is holding out. And, you know, and I just don't know that, you know, this, that they're going to be as good. And Green Bay, to me, is just... You know, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the NFL, and as long as he's healthy, that's they're an elite team, and they're you know they're laying a little extra half there, but they should have beat them. They beat the crap out of them in Seattle in the playoffs. They got just totally lucky and dominated them. Mike McCarthy just totally gave that game away, but I think they're the better team and they're home. What are your thoughts on James Jones, by the way? Uh, just, whatever, he's gonna be involved. You know, I mean, you know, maybe if, if he gets seventy catches and you know, 900 yards and eight touchdowns, that's possible. But I, I don't really – I'm not excited about it. Yeah, no, I wasn't either, but I looked dumb week one. Well, I mean, you know, it, he scored a couple of short touchdowns. You know, it's no big deal. All right, so uh, – and then finally, the Monday night game, uh, the Jets at Indy. Um, I'm pretty strong on this one. Who do you like? Interesting you're strong on this because this is a 50-51 for me. So you can talk me into this. I, um, I picked the Colts to – Make the Super Bowl. They obviously looked terrible week one, and the Jets looked pretty good. So uh, this this spread seems about right to me. Yeah, I like Indy to roll. I, I think at home they always play better at home, and uh, you know the, the Jets with Revis may be a little more dangerous. But I I just I just think Andrew Luck is gonna pull away from them. You know Fitzpatrick will, will maybe keep up for a little while, but I think they're gonna light him up. Personally, they have so many weapons, and Revis like who's he gonna guard? You know. I mean, is he going to guard Andre Johnson, shut him down? I mean, big deal. He shuts himself down. <laughs> Calm down. With, this, with my Stopa pick, everyone's killing my Andre Johnson. Didn't feel too great about that after week. Well, I, you're, I'm in trouble in that league already. I lost. I, I, I lost. I lost. I lost. It's a short bench. I don't even know what I'm going to do for you know, the next seven weeks. Um, so that's, that was bad. Um, oh, I didn't know you had him. Yeah. I don't know the Jets. I just feel like it could be, you know, with, with Brandon Marshall and Decker, I could see a backdoor cover here, but you could totally talk me into. Well, the, okay. I'm not. Okay. So, so which ones are we definitely going to do? You want the Giants. We'll take them. We're going to go Washington ugly, right? We're going to take that. Um, I like the Cowboys. You want Chicago as one of the, one of the big ones? Yes. So Chicago, Washington, the Giants, those three, right? Yes. Um, man, I kind of like Tennessee. Oh, I, I'm totally fine with that. Okay, That's fine. I, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm not going to finalize that now, but I kind of just think sometimes the obvious is just the obvious. You know, it's just okay. It's like the Jets last week against the Browns. It was like, God, it's so obvious. All of right. us like the Jets, and three of us made the Jets their best bet. And you know what? They covered easily. I mean, sometimes right. it's just the obvious is, is what happens. Um, and then uh, we're sort of at an impasse. You like Dallas. If you really feel strongly, I'll do it. But – I kind of think Philly's – I kind of liked Philly there, but not strong. Okay, we have a couple days, but, yes, okay. Dallas would be my other pick. So we're definitely going to lock in three. We're locking in Washington. We're locking in the Giants. And we're locking in um, – The Bears. The Bears. Okay, I'm good with all three of those. Okay, me too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll work on – I mean, we have a couple days. But, yeah, this – I actually feel like the, the, the lines were tight this week. It wasn't – nothing jumped out at all. 
Yeah, I don't see anything like glaringly easy, um, but sometimes they come to you midweek though. Sometimes you, you, you let them stay Definitely. and you, yes. you just like, you're like, you know what? I really actually like this. So, all right, man. Well, uh, yeah, I hope the rest of your picks suck, but let's get these five right because uh, 900K is no joke, dude. It's no joke. No, it's, it's, it would be, it would be a, a decent addition to the bank account. I was already talking about it. I actually, I forgot that I have to split it with you. And Yeah, I'm already spending the money as if we won. Right. I'm like, okay, so what do we have after taxes? Like 300 each, you know, something like that. And then I think I would take 50 and just blow it, you know, on just whatever thing I want. And then the other 250 I probably invest. That's probably how I do it. I know you do the opposite. You 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 blow the two fifty and invest fifty, right? Oh, I would have none left within within six months. Right, none left. You just have a, a drug problem, and and that's it. Yes, All exactly. Right. All right, Dalton. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This is the uh, beating the book segment of East Coast Offense, and uh, I, I'd like to do this every week. I mean, I think it's going to be a good way to do our picks too. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. Dalton Dalton of Yahoo Sports. Thanks, man. All right, thanks for having me, Chris. This is East Coast. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. It's brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy sports.